Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. After 57 games which started with a 2-0 victory over Hull at Stamford Bridge way back in August, we finally reached the end of a long, winding road in Cardiff yesterday afternoon and signed off with a 2-1 win over the, bo- the crap Bond villains relegated side. Manchester City walked off with the Premiership pot, so congratulations to them. Steven Gerrard and Liverpool slipped into second place, and we took the last spot on the podium, leaving Arsenal with their traditional fourth-place trophy. So, how did we do? Expectations exceeded, or disappointment having not taken our chances in what proved to be a very open and unpredictable domestic season. Joining me to ponder the highs and lows of Jose Mourinho's first term back in charge of the Mighty Blues are Mark25, who is Mark. Good evening. Dr. Blue Bayou, who is Donal. Good evening. And Grocer Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. I am the kind, as I'm otherwise known. Um, evening to you all. Um, we'll start off with a general chit-chat about um, the three games that, uh, that happened since we were last um, last recording. Um, and it's a, bit, it's a bit of everything. There was obviously the, the 3-1 disappointing, but frankly deserved loss um, to Atletico Madrid at the bridge. Um, the stupefyingly dull nil-nil draw against Norwich. And the two-one win uh, down at um, down at Cardiff on Sunday, um, it, it kind of a, a loss, a dull draw, and a, a win that didn't really make a huge amount of difference. Um, kind of summarises it all. Tone, kick us off. Your thoughts on those three games and and where we've ended up? Uh, well, I I didn't see the Norwich game because I was um, on vacant um, mm. uh, in France, but I sent my daughter along um, as a as a as a surrogate band as it were. Um, and, um, and she said the best part of the day for her was the, um, the pre-match meal in Nando's, um, <laughs> which for someone who's been to, yes, um, she said it was a, a tad unfortunate. She said probably it was quite nice to see the players come out after the game um, and do the lap of appreciation, mm. uh, being as it's the last home game. But it, it was all to all intents and purposes, a bit of a damp squib. Um, the Atletico game, uh, well, that's probably the most interesting one out of the, the three. I guess yesterday being a bit of a dead rubber in the sense that it was just nice to finish on a win. But mm. um, I, th- I thought the Atletico game um, was, we were beaten fair and square. Not one single complaint from me or anybody I know really um, in saying that actually what, what they reminded me of Atletico Madrid was Chelsea under Mourinho's first tenure. Um, mm. They didn't really have any major what you would call superstars, um, you know, so no, uh, no Messi's or Ronaldo's or players of, of that ilk. Um, but as it, and I think they've used something chronically low, like sixteen players all season or something like that. Um, yes, and, I think it's them and Liverpool who've, who've used yeah. the least number of players in, um, in European leagues this yeah. season. And 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 that th- that really shone through for me. Their 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 whole approach, their the kind of tightness of the unit, etc. Um, so it, there was no complaint. I think we were probably just a little out of our depth. Um, a bit of inexperience from some of our players there. Mm. Um, that people can knock the tactics. I think we, you know, but it, it, people always get. They always sort of. It's a bit of laziness. They sort of resort back to, oh, well, his tactics are wrong. Mourinho got it wrong, and this and that. You know, as if they know better. Uh, well, you don't. Every single fan out there, I'm addressing you, you don't know better than Jose Mourinho, otherwise you'd be doing his job, and you're not. <laughs> and you're um, not so there. So there. Um, but yeah, well, reasonably well beaten. I still think that the season overall has been pretty much a success. And I, I, the, way, the note I wrote down earlier, I was thinking about this, was this season for me has almost been like taking a breather. Okay, a kind of step back, breathe. You can't win everything every season. It's mm. our first trophyless season, I think, in four years, is it? Three or four years or whatever. Um, we've had far more um, silverware field seasons in, in, you know, since Bramwich took over than we've not. Um, the targets, as I recall, were top four, top four finish, but not 25 points adrift of the leaders, with four points adrift. All good. Uh, um, quarter, quarterfinals of the Champions League, we got to the semi. Um, and I think overall, I've I've seen enough to suggest this progression. I think Mourinho's right; it will be better next season. It was a step too far, and, and mainly because of the. If you look at the the complete chaos over the last few years, um, 
uh, you know, we, we've we've because we've, the problem with coaches and people going in and out of the bloody um, the revolving door, players in, players out, no real settled stuff, nothing coming through from the academy again. And um, I think Mourinho has definitely got his eye on a longer term game, and I think fans need to be patient with that. I think it's it's an unusual trait for our club. Um, because we do have a lot of a fairly big bedwetting community out there as well, um, and I just think you know. Well, we should we should we should know that the, the the biggest impatient bedwetter happens to own the place. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's yes. that's the key thing to remember, and uh, we'll, we'll come on to this. But um, it is worth pointing yeah. out. Tony, also... Tony, when did you leave your job in telecoms? When did I what? Leave your um, previous job in the telecoms industry. I don't want to mention the name in case people don't know. I don't want to give away where you work, but um, you, you've changed uh, job, right? Uh, oh, frequently over the years, I guess. No, no, in the last few weeks. Oh, I haven't, no. I, I thought you'd joined the Chelsea press office or something. <laughs> <laughs> the way you were painting the gloss on double double thick with your six-inch paintbrush. Oh, no, no, no. I was, no, I was no, going no, to point no. out, Tony, that um, you, you could... You, Thanks so much. You, you might want to say that, um, uh, you know, <laughs> Jose knows what he's doing, and if we knew better, we'd be doing that job. But what you're omitting there and, and making a fairly egregious error, if I may point out, is that some of us may be able to do that job, but perhaps feel that it's a somewhat frivolous way to spend one's life when one could be <laughs> designing, you know, cabling infrastructures for, for, for the IT industry and, and such like, you know, and that yeah. when when one's final hours are passing, one's breath is leaving one's body, one, you know, one looks back and one says... Yes, I could. I suppose I could have managed Chelsea to several European Cups and titles, but you know, I cable. I cabled so many offices in London, you know, and that's something that will live on beyond me. See what I mean? And, and but, I, not not a euphemism. I, uh, <laughs> um, I would say that uh, as and, and that's, a, that's an honourable epitaph to have. Um, Provided you put in the caveat that you also spent several thousand pounds over the time of that supporting this club through thick and thin and going through all of the same and similar agonies um, without actually taking any of the glory. You know, you well, didn't get your name in the credits, did you? Tony, some of us, just, some just, of us are to... selfless. Some of us lead <laughs> selfless and blameless lives. And that's the way we choose them to be. It, it, he it, without it. sin and all that. Um, <laughs> Mark. I'm going to come to you because I, I think I know roughly what, what you're going to say. And I, and I, I have to say, I, I agree with Tony. What we needed on, in comparison to last season was an improvement. There was no pot. And you're absolutely right. You cannot win them every year. There's, there's no doubt about that. What we needed to do was, was improve and not be massively off the pace in the league. And to have been involved up until pretty much the last, last week <clears throat> was... Probably, I think maybe higher than than I expected, but you know, it's all entirely subjective. Um, that said, I do feel slightly disappointed when I look back because it was there and we could have done it, and I think we all know that. And from all Jose's protestations, I think we we slipped, and I think we know we slipped. Which you know may, maybe will help us next season. You know, it's it's a good thing for him to sit younger players down and say got that close, don't screw it up again. Anyway, Mark, over to you. Your thoughts on the final games of the season and uh, your, your general overview of how we've done. Well, um, what were the last three games? What, was it Madrid, then Norwich, then Cardiff? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know if there was one more in between. but um, I don't think so. I mean, the season ended, really, um, in the 44th minute of the Atletico Madrid game when they got their, penal- uh, got their um, equaliser. And I think we all knew that evening that the um, writing was on the wall for that game. Um, then they got the penalty. 2-1, well, we sort of had faint hope we might make a comeback. 3-1 after 72 minutes. It was all over. That'll be that, yeah. And then the announcer comes on the tannoy, if they still make it via tannoys, um, saying that due to the tube strike, Imperial Wharf is closed. West Brompton is closed. Your nearest station is Clapham Junction, which is two miles walk. And very rarely do I leave a game before the end, but I thought, well, I've got to make the exception. I left after 85 minutes. Um, there was a bit of a fire drill. It and it said. did take me um, two hours to get home. So I'm, I'm glad I left when I did. And that, to be honest, was the end of the season. Um, Norwich, 
you know, it was all a bit pointless. Um, well, we got one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just about, yeah. Um, you know, but that game sort of typifies our season. And before the game, I had every intention of staying for the player's lap of honour. But by mm. the end of that game, I thought, I, I really can't take any more of this. I can't honestly stand there clapping the players as they walk past after they'd just given that 90 minutes performance against Norwich. And so I left as soon as the final whistle blew. And I didn't watch the um, Cardiff game. I'm, I, I, did apply, I did try and get tickets, but I didn't have enough loyalty points. I am so relieved I didn't have enough loyalty points to go to Cardiff. <laughs> I didn't bother watching it. I didn't bother following it. I haven't looked at the highlights. Um, so the last three games really, um, well, Atletico Madrid, by half time, I thought, you know, when, when we'd taken the lead, I thought we might do something here. Mm. And um, all my travel plans to Lisbon might come to fruition. But anyway, it all ended there. And then the, the basically the season has just tailed off. And, and the Norwich game um, sort of sums up our season. Um, I, I don't know if you want to talk about Mourinho's performance now, or whether you want to, re- you know, talk about that as a separate topic. We, we'll come to we'll come to sort of, you know, how, how we think we've done overall. Okay. Um, well, my season review really, and my my review of Mourinho's performance are very intertwined. So let, let's, if we're going to talk about Mourinho's performance overall, let's, I'll, I'll I'll reserve my season review till then. Noted, noted. Um, Donald. I'm not sure whether you um, you managed to get to any of um, any of said games, um, but if you did, no, I, I, I saw I saw the um, the Atletico or the Athletic Atleti game on the, on the, the screen. I was uh, I had to go to a pub and stand next to some. Um, well, it was difficult to tell whether what was in my glass was certainly bitter. But it was nowhere <laughs> near as bitter as the three Arsenal fans standing by the bar were. Oh, my <laughs> saint. You know, it, it almost, had we got a result, I would probably have revealed myself at some point to be a Chelsea fan and laughed in their faces. But as it was, <laughs> I, I let it all go. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't feel anything other than, you know, disappointment uh, going out. They They are a good team. You can win win one of those games, you can lose them. I was a bit concerned that we... I, I thought we changed it a little too early. Um, I didn't quite see the need for... Uh, because what I've noticed lately is when we're making these substitutions and sometimes the team is tending to lose its shape, you know, when you sort of end up with two up front and no one's quite sure where they're meant to be and so on. I thought... I thought mm. we started to chase the game just slightly too early. You know, one all. Uh, yes, we have to score. Um, <clears throat> we have to score a goal, but you know, we only had to get one, didn't we? A two-one result was was what we really needed out of that game, and at one all, seemed reasonable to to stick with what we had at least till maybe the seventieth, seventy-fifth minute. Um, and mm. you know, I'm not saying directly that obviously he brought Eto on and then Eto gave away a penalty. It wasn't really so much that. That's just one of those things that happens, yeah. you know, in football. Uh, but it was more that <clears throat> we we weren't. I didn't think we were doing too badly. Um, and the longer it went on, if we held it at one-one, yeah, we'd be nervous. But so would they. Uh, I just thought it gave them. It seeded midfield to them too early on. That was my view on the night. But, you know, only as an observation, not as a sort of fist-waving, we could have won it all, because they were a good team. And uh, the Norwich game was just atrocious. And I, I'm i erring on the side of, you know, how did we get to a point where we lost at Villa, we lost at uh, Palace, we lost at home against Sunderland and we drew against Norwich. We will come to this review of the season, but yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm concerned about that. And uh, it certainly it certainly puts a slant on the season to me. I, mm. You know, we, we, were, we were close enough. And, and as I say, we'll, we'll come back to that. But yes, I thought the Norwich game, like uh, Tony, you've already said that, Mark, summed up the season in many ways. 
And uh, yeah, again, you know, it wasn't that. No, I don't mean that play, people weren't trying or people aren't good enough. It, it's it's something more complicated than that. I think it it, it was just very frustrating. Um, mm. Well, it was it was a strange. The Norwich game was strange for me in the sense that obviously they, they weren't going to come flying out of the blocks and playing open attacking football against us because you know that was obviously never going to happen. But that said, they. Anything other than a win, I presume they were sort of hoping to nick, nick something on the break or whatever, but anything other than a win for them was useless. The point they got did them no good and um, and ultimately sent them down. So I, I found it a, maybe a slightly odd odd way for them to approach it. You know, mm. you, if you're going to go, you may as well go and, and throw the kitchen sink at it. Um, so that sort of seems slightly odd from my point of view. Um other, other, other than that they weren't capable of mounting any, you know, being less, uh, Sunderland had had some tools to have a go at us. Um, I, possibly Norwich mm. actually just lacked, lacked the tools to do it, um, <clears throat> but could just sit deep, defend and hope for the best. And, uh, mm. you know. Well, they did get a decent break at the end. Um, Cahill put one mm. of his spectacular you know he yeah. does one once again he put one of his spectacular blocks in and, and denied him at the last but um but it um yeah it, it just a, a bit of a nothing game and i i have to say i, I usually stay for the the lap of appreciation but I, I just wasn't of a of a mind to do so not for any disrespect of the players it's just i just had enough mm. by that point to be perfectly honest and i think you you, um, you put your finger on it whatever people thought at the start of the season um that that championship this year was was there for the taking because mm. you know Arsenal didn't prove up to it, Liverpool didn't quite have a good enough defence to win a title, City a good enough team certainly but you know got shaky too often and it was it was there you know on a plate and as I say we'll come to it but all this little horse business and we're not ready. That's just shat, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I think I, to, to sum it up, I can't remember where I read it, but it, it sums it up perfectly in the sense that we could defend but, but struggle to score. Mm. Liverpool could score but struggle to defend. Uh, Man City managed to combine the, mm. the two in the way that all decent sides do and, um, and yeah. ended up taking home the bacon. So, And, you know, they are they are a very well-balanced side. They, mm. you know, they have that, that sort of the stre- strength in spine that we had under Mourinho during his first couple of seasons. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I think after a, a shaky start where Pellegrini took a little while to get going, um, they, they just sort of cruised on and the, you know, their last, last few games summed it all up, you know, they did it when they needed to. And um, we in Liverpool didn't. So and, and well, fair play. We drew, we drew, we drew four more, four more games in them or something like that. If I remember. Yeah. Mm. Four draws, right. you know, that, and that's how close it was. And as I say, I think the Norwich, the Norwich game summed it up. How, how to come up short, yeah. how to come up short when you've got enough to do the job, take some doing. And, and right. you know, that's the way I see it. Uh, just as a just an still, interesting point. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. So, I'll just throw this in and then, then let you go. Um, it's the I think it's, I can't remember how long it's been, but both City, Liverpool, and we lost each lost six games. Now, I can't remember the last time that a, a team team that's won the title or indeed been challenging has, has lost that many games. They lost seven. Liverpool lost eight, and we lost seven. Oh, hang on! I've oh, got I've, no. They lost. No, no. They lost six. They we lost we all six. lost six each. I've got that. Yep. it's on the on the it, final sorry. table. I here. thought we lost seven. Yeah. All right, six Arsenal, each. Arsenal lost seven, right. and Everton lost eight, and yeah. then Spurs and United. Well, it, just, <laughs> it all it all goes horribly wrong after that. But, but sorry, that, go ahead, Tone. Well, I, I was just going to make a point. I think we're all been a bit, you know, um, there's a bit of hand wringing going on here. It was for the taking. It's not hand wringing, Tony. It's crying over spilled milk. I think we also well, <laughs> need yeah. to get our metaphors don't mix, right. Don't yeah. mix your metaphors. Yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 you know, for me, kissing on chips as well. It was as much there for Arsenal and Liverpool as it was for anybody else, especially in the running. Um, each and every team slipped up. I think it shows that this has probably been the, the single most competitive premiership between a more than two teams um, for, for as long as I can remember. I can't remember the last time it went down pretty much the last couple of weeks with three or four teams still potentially in with a shout. And... 
and 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 someone said I think it was you Johnny when you said that you know Liverpool could score but couldn't defend and we could defend but couldn't score and City have done both. We are thirty goals scored behind Liverpool and thirty one behind Man mm. City. Now we've been saying all season. And I think if if I'm going to criticise Mourinho, we'll be over this choice of striker about and perhaps letting Lukaku go and keeping Barr or whatever it was. We didn't get Rooney. We relied on 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 Torres, who's no longer a striker. He's resigned that. He's actually resigned his commission, thrown his wings in, I believe, <laughs> um, and, and decided that he's anything else but a striker. Um, you know, he's done a bit of a... Um, uh, whichever one it was that, you know, um, was it not Maverick in Top Gun, the one who just basically, you know, decided he wasn't going to land the aeroplane. And that's Torres. And I just think that that shows a massive difference between, you know, Arsenal hadn't had an out and out striker this season, not in the sense that, you know, Giroud started bright, um, quite brightly and then sort of faded off or whatever. Mm. I was all slipped into the background for the last few weeks of the season. And, and we never really got anything out of any of our three strikers other than a handful of goals. Etu, who I think is a, is, is a classy player, but was so injury prone, it was untrue. I mean, the guy is basically crocked after every game. He's he, done did, I mean, no he, did, he did very well, but I mean, as, as Mourinho yeah. noted, he couldn't play away from home either. He had to, had no. to, had to play him at home and then you know, leave, him, leave him out for away exactly. games. Exactly. And I, I think that's been the key difference. And that's why I think next season will be even more competitive. I think the one team that probably won't feature in that top three is Liverpool. Because I think they'll get they'll get caught right out by the fact that you know there's a Champions League that they've suddenly got to find some strength in depth for that they haven't got and they probably won't be able to buy. There's a very any, big learning uh, process for them. In, coming in, up. And, and Man City is so. a prime example there with two or three seasons in it, and, and still this season they got the furthest, but they only got to the round. Well, they kind of got the round of sixteen, is it or whatever? I don't know. Mm. Um, so you know, I think we've. It may be. There is another angle. There is another angle to this, Tony, and that is that we're all talking about um, the lack of strikers. I, I no, no argument with the idea that we didn't really have the striking power that we should have had this season. Um, and everyone's talking about, as usual, you know, hundreds of different names are being dragged up and all this money we're going to spend and all these big guns we're going to wheel in. And looking at this season, right, what we're talking about and what we're saying we need, and all this, you know, 30, 40 million pounds worth of striker stroke gardener from Atletico Madrid, because, um, you know, he'll obviously look after the pitch as well as <laughs> so score just... <laughs> a few goals. <clears throat> all that, if you look at this season, if we'd had that this season, you're shipping all that in, in terms of the league, in order to get a result at Villa, a result against Sunderland, a result against Palace and a result mm. against Norwich. Not all of them wins, but you get Something. those four results running your way, and you win the league. So we're not but we're not talking about we didn't there's, have there's almost we didn't have it to go to Man City. We didn't have it against United. Blah blah blah. Every I know City lost stupid games etc. But these these defeats and draws all happened in quite a. A short window. Yes, over a season, you're always going to have disappointing results. It was the, the shortness of the window in which we managed to come up quite so stunningly Winning, short. Basically. Yeah. We, 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 we depended on people making mistakes. Gerard slipping. Guy at Arsenal um, slipping. Guy at Spurs slipping. Games we sort of won. Someone always went over on their ass to give us the chance to get going I in think... the game. I think if you listen, listening to what Mourinho said about the way he approached some of those games, and it, it, it was, it was absolutely evident at Liverpool that he was more than happy to let them have the ball, and pass it around and, and nullify them, and just wait for the fuck up. He was, you could tell that that's simply what he was he was aiming for. Is you know, at some point when you watch Liverpool, they were going to make mistakes that because they you, you knew they were going to concede goals. So I think that's you know that, that whether whether we like it or not as a, st- a style of football or whatever, we we can argue that another time. But I think it he legitimately used that as a tactic. He was playing to our strength in the sense he knew we could defend and we knew he knew we could keep a team like that out. And all we had to do was sit there and wait for the window and go, bang, right, thanks very much. Steven Gerrard's on his arse. It's Denbar, it's one nil. And, you know, many, many songs have been have been born and off we go. Um Marge, do you, do you think um, 
do you think as a, as a tactic the way the way we approach the bigger games obviously got results compared to some of the the way that we handled some of the smaller games was a was a good thing um well it, it was a good thing in as much as we won all the big games apart from the champions league um, but if you look at the ta- mini table of the top 4 you know we were miles ahead so in that mm. respect it won from my personal enjoyment point of view, um, I would like it if a team like us, with um, a huge cost of players and a huge salary of players with a huge salary of manager, was able to go on the attack. You know, the the team like that, with all that strength and depth, should be able to go and attack teams and not just park the bus. Um, but it always seems it's Chelsea on the defence, whether it's against Barcelona, whether it's against Bayern Munich, and now any of the top four, we tend to sit back. And I find that a bit frustrating. Why can't we be the ones on the attack and it's the others parking the bus? You know, And I don't mean Norwich passing the bus. Why can't Bayern Munich be scared of us and park the bus against us? It's always that way round. Well, I think and, I... and there's no excuse. It's not like we're a poor club. No, 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 not at all. But I, th- I think there's, a, there's, I think there's two points to make here. Um, one is the the, the overall thing behind behind what Abramovich wants. What he's always wanted is is for trophies to be delivered. Now that suits a pragmatist like Mourinho, who who's I think he's openly openly said. I can't remember who the the player it was at Real Madrid who said he's a, he's happy to let other teams have the ball. He's happy to wait for them to screw up. And let's you know let's let's not forget Real Madrid did basically what we did in the in the Champions League semi final. They they let Bayern have seventy percent of the ball and hammered them on the counter. And they're well, in you're Champions League. Right. I mean, I've watched just a few Spanish games recently after um, we got beaten by Madrid, and I was just interested in the Spanish league. And basically, it's like straight bananas. I mean, there is a standardisation of bananas and there is a standardisation of football. I mean, every game you watch now, there's one team parking the bus. I think that it's sort of a reaction in when any, when any sort of, when there's, whenever there's any tactical development, obviously the big one in recent years has been tick attacker or whatever you choose to call it, possession football, where you, you, you simply pass the opposition into into submission there's always going to be a reaction against that there's always going to be a method that comes out of that say well what do we do we can't beat them in their own game because we don't have the ball what we actually need to do is to be comfortable without the ball to work out how you sit there and you you fend this you fend a side like that off and you wait for them to to misplace a pass and you pounce and that's how you do it so that i think you know, as, as as the whole possession football has developed, business of possession football has developed over the last few years, there's always going to be a reaction against that. And logic logic suggests that you're going to have to sit there and defend well when the other team aren't going to let you have the ball. But but that that I I don't disagree with Mark. But I, equally, I'm not as worried about the style necessarily. Um, looking back at this season just gone. Um, as the fact that I can quite understand going up to to Anfield towards the end of the season with not a full choice squad. Let's face it; he had to put Thomas Callas in centre yeah, back, etc., etc., and and you know playing without the ball and all that. That that's not a problem. What I do believe is a problem is that we could have won the title and managed to lose it at clubs who were in the bottom I mean obviously Palace finished 11th in the end but clubs who were you know the bottom feeders at the time and it didn't happen just once as can always happen it happened you know in four games in the space of a couple of months and that for me you know everyone says right you know they're all talking about Diego Costa's been signed now according to Sky Sports etc we're going to buy this bloke we're going to buy that bloke you know are we are we confident that we're going to get this sorted? Because the question I would ask you is, look at that team, 
that's played this year or the, the various people in the team and name me partnerships either two players three players in various areas of the pitch who every time you watch a game you know that they're on the same wavelength you know if so-and-so's got the ball so-and-so is going to be moving he's going to find him without needing to look up I, I bet you'll do it in defence, but once you get mm. midfield and attack, well, they haven't happened. Eto and Hazard. Hmm. And Eto's gone. You know, and that's that's to me, you know, in a season of football, a season of training, you know, and, and again, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying that this is rather strange and curious. We didn't manage to build any of these partnerships up. Matter was felt not to be up to snuff because he wasn't good enough defensively. Mm. He, you know, Oscar was going to be the, the chosen number 10. As soon as Mata went out the door, Oscar disappeared off the radar. William now looks like he's the guy who is going to play somewhere further forward, if not as a number 10, certainly centrally and, and in a more attacking role, and, and looks a very good player. But they just appear to be, you know, an enormous number of, of players in the club, and none of them seeming to form any useful bonds because it's those sorts of relationships that win you the games against that Norwich sitting work. deep. Yeah, that, that's... No, that's, you know. that's true. And, that, yeah, there, there obviously needs to be an understanding. But we've we shifted to, to playing a, a very different style. You know, the last two seasons were very much based around, based around matter to an extent. Um, we changed... We've changed the style of football and adding new players into that it's it's gonna you know i I don't like the whole sort of oh it's gonna take time to gel but it's not gonna happen overnight and i think you're right in the sense that there wasn't a real sense of understanding between the people you want there to be understanding with um I mean, I'll make it clear. I'm not deeply hurt and annoyed that we didn't win the league. I, you know, it's, I've enjoyed the no, season, no. et cetera, et cetera. But I can't, I, I and, and I, I will, may well miss it, but I can't jump aboard the bus that's already headed off down the road and it's all going to come right next season. I, I, you know, I'm not looking at next season. I'm looking at this season and whether they've, you know, you know, what went on this season that meant we didn't win something that was, eminently winnable the champions league mm. i never thought we'd win the champions league i just thought you know that that you need a team that's come together and played together for a couple of seasons i think it takes it, it takes, takes a bit a of, you know think, yes yeah. you might get the luck of the draw and, and so and so forth but generally but that league once once you saw what a, a bomb site united had turned into how arsenal were, were always looked like they, they could slip up because they, they just being arsenal yeah. being arsenal that left you with Liverpool and a City team who were misfiring. And again, Pellegrini, only his first season in the league. And mm. we just we just seemed to give up too easily. This this little horse business got on my nerves. Uh, I mean, I've obviously taken the piss out of it a lot, but got on my nerves. Because I, I just thought, that didn't strike me as the old Mourinho mentality. He, he might not have said anything other than, let's wait and see. But to actually start, mm. you know, people said, oh, it takes pressure off the young. It takes pressure off them such that in the end they don't actually come up with the goods. And maybe, yeah, maybe a bit of pressure might have been... To me, you know, it was there for the taking. And I, I, it's not really, I'm not annoyed at the team or annoyed at fate or anything. I, I do find it curious how, what an easy ride the team and Mourinho got out of this. Because in years gone by, other people would, and I just went back Benitez, would have been murdered for, for, for getting this close and not seeing it home in, in mm. the manner they did. If your last four games, you only had three blokes, you know, over the age of 17 left and everyone else was dead or injured, and then you had to play the top four teams, you, you know, fair enough. But it wasn't like that, you know. No, that's true. Um, I think it's it's sort of, it's an interesting question. We, we're not, we won't use Benitez as the example, but actually... Had had we got to this position with a another manager, it, it would have been interesting to see what the reaction was. Had we had we blown it, had we not? You know, it's 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 all hypothetical. But um, and and his 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 obvious interesting question. his obvious irritation and you know the change in his well, mood in the last few months. He knows that he had a very good chance to win that title. Oh yeah, no, and I, he's I, deep, you know whatever no he's. Doubt. 
whatever reasons. Uh, and I don't think his attitude helped. Ultimately. But well, the truth is, we have blown it under three other managers since, haven't we? Since Carlo, AVB, Roberto Di Matteo, and um, Benitez all took us to within all oh, twenty points. I mean, Roberto Di Matteo. Let's be fair; we finished sixth that season, didn't we? Hmm. We were no, way no, off the pace. I mean, I just, yeah, you're missing the point. That's not my point. I think we've done well. My point is, is that that in a season where you do so well against all the top teams, yeah, yeah, where you you, pat- why you have a lesson, you patently have the tools to do the job that you don't get it done by dropping most of your points, other than the the away defeat to Everton. Um, yeah, apart from that. And, you know, you have to accept that you're going to draw, you know, a game at Old Trafford or a game at Spurs. You're going to, you know, you're going to drop points somewhere through the season. My point is, is that coming up the, you know, in the final six, eight, ten weeks of the season, you manage to drop all those points against teams that that you would expect. Yeah, you can have a disaster up at Villa. You, the refereeing can get you against Sunderland. But to do it on four separate games in such a compressed period of time and getting good that, results in between them as well. Yeah, but maybe also... maybe we didn't have the tools to get it done. Um, maybe, maybe we only had the tools to sit back against the big teams and hit them on the counter-attack. But when we're playing the rubbish teams, we didn't know how to attack them. And that's either because um, the players aren't good enough or... Mourinho hadn't worked out, even by game 37 at home to Norwich, how to play against the rubbish teams. I think what we've what we've lacked, um, certainly when, when Hazard isn't on the pitch, what we lack is is a bit of creativity, a bit of spark in the final third. We create the chance. There's chances being created. I'm probably doubling back on myself. I think there's chances of being created, but then actually putting them away has, has been an issue all season. It's been an yeah. issue for a long time. I think it's a combination of things. And I I don't think, I think Mourinho will be disappointed. I think everyone connected with the club will be disappointed that, that we got that close and it, and it fell apart in actually what was relatively spectacular fashion because it's, it's so un-Chelsea like, um, and it, it's certainly, you know, it's not Mourinho like you don't expect Mourinho teams to do that, but actually we've had the mentality in recent years, irrespective of who's been in charge that we don't let things slip like that. You know, the the league, obviously the last couple of seasons has, has, has been nowhere, but we've had the ability to go on and and play on in cup competitions and, and win a pot. So it's, it's disappointing not to end the season with anything when, there looked like there was a possibility of of something being there. Um, Wouldn't that typify Chelsea in, in a way that we, you know, if it, unless it's really bloody difficult, we, we can't do it. If, it. if someone opens the door for us, we almost seem to, you know, with, with unswerving ability, walk into the door frame. You know, we just we, it just seems to be our way. And I think that uh, going back to what you said there, we've been way off the league. This And, and yes, it is disappointing. And I take Donald's point, we need to lose to Sunderland at home. That, who, who knows who... who who was the, the longest home undefeated team before that? You don't know. You don't, do you? Because we've, I think it was AC Milan. So, Sorry to be a pedant. Right. But yeah. In the UK. In, no, in the UK, no idea. No, no one knows. No idea. Because that record's now set, 78 or 79 games or whatever. And I think, you know, we, we you know, there, there are some, there've been some glorious moments this season. And yes, we have tripped up against the little teams. And I think Mark made a good point. We, we seem to know that we can hold our own. We can play a specific style. Um, sitting back against the bigger teams, if you like, the more powerful teams, like the Liverpool and, and Man City. Let's we need a bit of variety. We, we've beaten both them both them teams. Whoever was the champions, we've beaten them both home and away this season. Okay. Um, and that doesn't make you a bad team. But he's right. We, I, I, we, the one that sticks in my mind more than anything was West Ham at home. We absolutely battered them, possession-wise, shot-wise and everything. We just didn't have but I think you do that... Get- I think you do get those as well. I, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I wouldn't actually even pick that game out as an example. I think that was one of those games where you could have finished the the, the game with five strikers on the pitch and it just wasn't going in. We yeah. created the chances, did everything we needed to do. And it was just one of those nights where it wasn't going in. No, and, and but I, I still that. say that there are other games. Um, you know, Other I, games, I, I, less so. But we, we, we should have been 3-0 up against Sunderland at half-time. 
we should have been. We weren't because we didn't have anybody capable of really sticking the ball in the back of the net and taking the chances. We've started to overcomplicate, which isn't Mourinho like. Okay, we've started to, you know, whether there's an, a, an edict from above that says, please always try for the extra pass instead of trying to stick the ball <laughs> in the back of the net. I, I honestly don't know. What I do know is, is that we have an unlucky striker. And I think Mark has pulled on this one before where you have players who, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm man for science and logic, right? But there is something about about um, Fernando Torres. He would is, fall in a sack of tits and come out sucking his thumb. Precisely. Right. And I, that you know, man. If I was to sum it all up, it was yesterday versus Cardiff. He's through on goal. He has an open goal. He hits a perfectly adequate shot goal. In comes defender, puts it around the post. Now, any other striker, you'd have been saying, that's in. Suarez, Aguero, anybody else. The bloke is a hex. He's got an Indian sign over him, which is saying, <laughs> you're, you're cur- like I said, he's, he's thrown his wings in. He, he, now he's flying rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong or whatever instead of jet fighters. <laughs> okay. And, and for me, that, that's been our key problem. I'm actually now, while, while we're here, all the reports is all over the news that we've signed Diego Costa for 32 million. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's I all there. Mention that but the club haven't sorry, released it. Oh, you did. <laughs> sorry. That, that may well have been. You may sorry. have lost that it in my mumbling about gardening or something. No. There you go. I was in radio silence. Oh, for about five, <laughs> we two, we two, did we did lose tone briefly back there for. Although a while. I, I, I do think but, it's still probably rumours. And, and of course, we were we were actually doing a rather fantastic job of hiding that from our listener. Mm. Um, uh, and until you sort of brought that up, <laughs> you mentioned it, and, and we've, our we've got no secrets. Has, our continuity has just fallen apart. There, really, there it was. <laughs> seem, seamless up until the moment I'm exposed as a liar and charlatan. <laughs> right? No, you're not a liar, Tone. No one, no one's ever called you a liar. Um, <laughs> Many other. Can things. I just say on, on the Bridge. man of science business, you have to look. If a team doesn't commit more than four players into the final third at any one time or three players into the box and rotates in and out basketball like so that you've never got more than you know two three players in that area that possibly I'm only saying possibly could be a clue as to why you're also not getting those vital goals at the times you need them and yeah. you know perhaps we didn't take enough risks when we needed to and you know Equally, we could have taken those risks and ended up with even more egg on our face. But, you know, I, I will be interested to see next season what happens because everyone appears to think that we're just going to walk through this whole thing next season, you know, with another half a dozen new players, etc., etc. I don't, I, I'm not convinced. No, listen, it, it, would, be, it would be foolish to, to, to think that. Mm. We will get on to... Mourinho now because we, we need to crack on a bit we've had a good old ramble there and um, and enjoyable as it was and we need to shift on um, I I thought his demeanour at times this season was you know he started off with this 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 relaxed happy one it didn't take him long to sort of slip back into to sort of classic Jose being a bit grumpy and snappy and, and falling out with authority and so forth which is you know it's fine to an extent we accept that that is the man he is um, I, did, I must admit I, I agree with you don't like. I, I, I found the. It, we're only a little horse. We won't do it. We won't do it. We won't do it. We, we know why he does it, but I, I must admit, I found it in the position we were in. I found it a little odd. Um, not to. It didn't seem to sort of put pressure on anyone else. I, I just found it a little strange, and I'm sure you know there are any Mourinho many many Mourinhoologists out there who will um, who will tell me why why I'm wrong and um, you know their, their study of the great man um, however I, I disagree with that I thought it was a strange way to go about it like you did um, I do think however I think he's he's ultimately put pressure on himself and I you know I suspect men that um, that achieve what the likes of Mourinho have in the game will always put pressure on themselves however I would ask this question how many Chelsea managers under Roman Abramovich have gone two seasons without a trophy and kept their job? Well, none, but that doesn't none. mean anything. It doesn't it mean doesn't, anything. It doesn't, doesn't mean that things can't mean change. Anything. No, of course. Of course they can. However, it's a question of how quickly how quickly they will change. Now, what what will be, you know, what are, what are the targets next season? You know, 
if we're not ready, if we weren't ready this season and we spend, well, as we've just done 32 million quid on a striker, according to this and one or two others, you would assume that Mr. Abramovich is not sitting there thinking third will do. Be happy with second. That'll, that'll be a bit of progress. He's going to want a pot. You know, it's, it's that simple. He is going to want a very, very large silver pot at the end of it of some variety. Um, and, I suspect if he doesn't get one, questions will be asked. Now, of course, you're absolutely right. What's gone in the past is obviously no indicator of what will happen in the future. However, pressure is on, I think, personally. Mark, your thoughts about Mourinho and uh, where we where we stand and where we go next season? I don't really care about next season, to be honest. I, <laughs> I, I won't be here to watch it. Oh, really? Where, where are you off? I'm emigrating. Go on. Did I not tell you? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I, I fancy that. In fact, I'm going to South East tomorrow to get my head. <laughs> and the, um, the embassy certainly is in Ealing. Yes. And, I'm going to and um, it'll just be a change of life. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Oh, the thing about, oh, dear. I, I like to live my life knowing a clear set of rules, really. Yeah. And at least I know in North Korea that um, I'm not allowed to criticise the leader. Mm-hmm. Whereas being a Chelsea fan, it's all a bit ambiguous. I mean, as you quite rightly say, um, you know, any other manager, Rafa Benitez, AVB, Avram Grant, anything that goes wrong, they get slated. I mean, the thing that fascinates me about Mourinho is that when we win a big game, Everything in the press and the media and TV afterwards is about the masterclass. So there is a word for um, describing what happens when we win those games. But I've never seen a word printed to describe what he's been up to when we draw at home to Norwich, lose at home to Sunderland and draw away to Aston Villa. I mean, what is the word to describe that? Hello? I can think of several. <laughs> well, well, what is it? No one's ever printed it. No, this is true. And, and the Chelsea fanatics who love Mourinho, uh, sorry, I didn't mean the Chelsea fanatics, the Mourinho fanatics, can't bear it when anyone dares question him. Um, which it's, is why I'm going to go to North Korea. I, I, at, least, at least there, I know where I stand. And you'll last longer <laughs> there as well. Probably. <laughs> I would just like to add at this point, bollocks. QPR have just equalised. That's most oh, annoying. Right. Um, it, does the away goals thing count in these? And apparently not, no. It's just, just oh, straight right. to extra time and, uh, and onwards. By, by, most, by the way, Mark, can crazy. I just apologise that um, I, I had tried to get um, a soundscape together, which, um, would, um, which I'd be able to play tonight, uh, the title of which would be... Um, Portuguese cleaner's second cousin twice removed puts away all the spare bedding in a flat in Lisbon. And it would have just been, you know, the sounds <laughs> sounds of someone opening cupboards and rolling up spare mattresses uh, and things that like that. That was frustrating because I had, I had sublet some of the rooms. So I was going to make a few <laughs> <laughs> This isn't in any way colouring your views of tonight, is it? <laughs> um, Donald. Your, your your thoughts on, on on Jose and how um how you think he's um how you think he's done this season and, and more specifically are you've you've expressed your doubts about whether or not it's all going to smoothly come together next season which I, I agree it's not going to be easy um, because it's it's a much more competitive league than it was um, his first time round and I think he's going to find it difficult but your thoughts um I I don't. Uh, as Tony pointed out earlier on, you know, if I knew anything about football, I'd probably be, you know, earning a living at it. Um, you know, I'm quite happy that he's back, and I did very much enjoy the the uh, the happy one and, and the feel about the place. And also, I'd like to deep down buy into this idea that we are in a new era where we are going to have at least three or four, maybe even five seasons of sorting things out and you know building a dynasty and all that type of thing uh so i i'm going to to keep a corner of my mind available for those those thoughts there's another part of me thinks "Mm, 
how long will Roman, you know, sit there? Not, not the style of football so much, but uh, as you pointed out, you know, it's this <clears throat> this drive to succeed, to always win something. Um, mm. I, I, he's he's a very clever man. He knows what he's doing. I, I, as I say, I'm not. As Mark pointed out, I don't necessarily always think he wins us the games. Neither does he always lose us the games. I, I do think he made, and he spoke about it, making this adjustment after the Sunderland game there before Christmas about perhaps taking a more defensive attitude. And that possibly, you know, is what led to some of these poor results towards the end of the season. Um do I blame him for letting Lukaku go when we could have done with someone like him? Not really, because I don't know whether Lukaku is making life difficult for the club. Who knows? You know, I don't. I I can't believe that every decision now rests with Mourinho. He obviously has a, a big say in these things. He wouldn't be here if he didn't. But I can't believe that we've gone from you know all the buying and selling. And identifying of players being done by certain people within the club, and all that suddenly canned. So there's, you know, there's a collective responsibility for what goes on and what what doesn't go on. Um, mm. I'd rather I'd rather take That's the positives. So- I'd rather take you know the Willian development, the Azpilicueta. Um, hopefully, someone like Thomas Callas will get a run now. Uh, I mean, you can't. The, the club has obviously done excellent business over David Luiz because they've managed to sell him to Barcelona and PSG at the same time. And, um, you know, Oscar's similarly going to, to PSG, apparently. So, you know, they've, they're obviously going to get an enormous amount. There's going to be a lot of gaff spoken about. I know, it's, it's shocking, isn't it? But, but, but Mourinho, yeah. I, 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 I wondered, he started to revert to type, I thought, towards the end of the season. I don't think, I'm not sure all is, all is quite as smooth as it's painted. Um, he he obviously. I, I'd, I'd sort of agree with that to an extent. I don't mean that the dress he lost the dressing room or anything like that, but uh, I think he's, you know, he's he's made it very clear he's demanding big things of of the young players and blah 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 and, the, and all this sort of thing. Feels that there's a few that aren't quite up to scratch, doesn't he? Well, interestingly, two of the ones he felt weren't up to scratch are the two that he acquired. Mm. He told Salah that um, he'd better go away in the summer and come back a proper footballer or something. Mm. And Matic, he said, um, is beginning to have second thoughts about bringing him back. Mm. So, you know, he can't blame previous acquisitions on those two. No, no, of course he can't. I, I mean, it's. I have to say, weren't we in for Salah before Mourinho arrived? The, I, I'm, well, he still arrived when he was yes, there. So he could no, have of, said, course, um, of course. That's a terrible mistake. Don't do that. No, thanks. Yeah. Did, was was no, he it's... quite as vocal about the players in his squad when he was here the first time? Um, I think he certainly after Joe Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he he's giving Hazard Cole the Joe Cole time, time. Basically, yeah. I think he he, he does. You know, he, he expects a great deal of his players, and I think you know it's it's the flair player who bit of a thing with Mourinho. Mm. Um, it was uh, Hullet always. Seemed to have a problem with strikers, didn't he? He'd, he'd fall out with Viali, and it seems to be a certain type of player. Jose seems to to, to lose his lose his rag with with your creative your creative Herbert, mm. shall we say? A, a phrase that we've not used on here for a while. Um, it sort of it sort of seamlessly links. We we we've got to move it on. Um, what I want to do is hear from everyone. Um, in the first instance, your player of the season, Tony. Gary Cahill. Noted. Any comments? Just think he's been absolutely outstanding. I think he's he's uh, I think he's he's shoved a few words back down people's throats as he said, oh, he's just a journeyman. And JT is the real great defender. I think Gary Cahill has been outstanding this season. He's a future Chelsea captain and a future England captain. Noted. Mark, yours. Um, I've gone for John Terry actually. Noted. I thought, I thought about Hazard. Um, but sometimes his end product can leave you a little bit frustrated. Mm. I thought about Dave, who, um, mm. in terms of his adaptability and willingness to just get on with it and not complain, has been fantastic. 
But John Terry, who sort of had a disappointing season last season, really, not some of it wasn't his fault in terms of um, being selected and so forth. Mm. It's just got on with every game and has looked exemplary. Yep. No, no worth, argument worth, worth, worth noting that, um, that Dave has just been voted Player of the Year by uh, Chelsea. Oh, has he? It's come out on Twitter tonight, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Well, it's, I mean, he's... In the last five minutes or so. He's, he's, he was my pick, actually, and he did, I, I've typed here on my notes, Dave. The, the dinner thing's going on tonight, isn't it? Yes. It is, yeah. yeah and that's that's right. just, no, well, they just announced there that um, Mark at the um, Podding Shed has just um, nominated John Terry as... Um... <laughs> so it's, it's very fitting that you should at least give him the courtesy of getting a mention as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for, for me, I, I, I personally picked Dave just just ahead of um, of JT. Had had Oscar managed, and this is this is one of Mourinho's bugbears, had Oscar managed to maintain his early season form, I think he'd have been head and shoulders above mm. above everyone else. But he just dipped off a little bit, um, which may have an awful lot to do with the amount of football he's played over the, all the, the all last. The fact that Benitez's his management has sort of been draining away. <laughs> Could well be controversial. Um, Donald, um, yeah, I, I had a deal with uh, Aspilicueta that uh, I'd vote for him, and he was going to vote for the Podding Shed as the Chelsea players' uh, podcast stroke fan cast of the year. Excellent. Unfortunately, Excellent. he's now just texted me to say that in view of the trenchant criticism of his boss, <laughs> he can't now <laughs> see this part of the deal through. But I, being an honourable man, will see my side of the deal through. And um, I'm going with Aspilicueta. Exemplary, a defender's defender's defender, I think, uh, and a man who I hope will be there for a while and I, I expect to go on for great things. Excellent. Um, I think we've we've probably covered our low points of the season. We all know what they were and and when they occurred. Um, let's let's go for for your high point of the season. The the, the thing that had you grinning from ear to ear, Tony. Oh, this was a real tough one. I wrote two down actually. Um, it would either be um, Arsenal thrashing them six nil. Um, mm-hmm. And one of those games that we didn't actually sit back and park the bus, where we did go and attack and utterly destroy them, and not only destroy them, but humiliate them into the process. Um, something we'll be singing about for years, and they won't be forgetting for a long time because yeah. we won't let them. Excellent. Um, but I think, I think in all, because I didn't actually get to that game because I was laid up with gout, I, I, I've just picked it to the one game this season where um, it had everything. It was the best game I've seen of. Uh, not, not just because it involved Chelsea, but over the whole Premiership this season, by far and away the most exciting game um, with everything in it, including a last-minute winner from Fernando Torres, which was us beating Manchester City at Stamford Bridge. Um, you know, I, the, yep. the, the sheer joy of walking out of that ground with that that kind of last round sucker punch to great boxers up, you know, really just going at each other all night, um, and then to land that uppercut. Um, was just a marvellous feeling, and 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 for me that was just, just the, the, and I still say that the best game all season um, because they were two teams actually going to play football. Really, just the Premiership at its best. Yeah, good call. I, to, to be, my my notes say Arsenal six nil, City two one at the Bridge. They were my two favourite, and Liverpool, Liverpool Anfield just because it was. Funny as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> couldn't stop yes, chuckling yeah. about it. Yes. Um, right, uh, Mark, your your high point. Yeah, well, it's um, a high point rather than a favourite point because uh, you mentioned about sort of favourite performances like Arsenal and so on. But I would say my high point was Man City away. Mm. In the at that point, I felt I started to believe. Mm. I thought if we can do this. Um, you know, before had we lost that game, which I was expecting before we went there, yeah, we'd have been six points behind City or something, and that win got us right back in it. And I thought we can go on a run here, and there are no more difficult games left, that apart old, from Liverpool. That old and, called hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and we can win it. So at that point was my highest point. All, all the points after that, there were little peaks along the way, like Liverpool win. But I'd already been on the downslope, and that little peak with Liverpool was well below the peak of Man City. Right. So everything from Man City onwards was sort of um, downhill. It dipped slightly. Mm. Yeah. Duly noted. Donal. Um, like everyone else, I suppose, the Arsenal 6-0, certainly. I, the, the away win at City, for some of the reasons that Mark gave, and just because it was just such a blindingly 
good way to beat that team um, and such a blindingly good performance. That the PSG, because I was there, the, you know, proper European night. It felt like when we came back to uh, to beat PSG. Um, mm, yeah, that, that was, was a fun. good, you know, in terms of a nice feeling, good fun, good performance. Um, and I didn't see the Liverpool one because I was. Everyone thought I was joking. I was actually in a church at the time. Um, the Liverpool one for you know for the chewing of enormous amounts of grief bacon um, was was really good. But I suppose in footballing terms, yeah, possibly the city city away. I think might might mm. be the one. In that, I suppose yeah. it exemplified the strengths of the team um, and not the weaknesses, which we've probably spent a little. I, I enjoyed the season. I hope people don't think I'm. I'm you know, having a real dig. No, I, I, it was a good season. There's, there's been a lot to to enjoy. You're never going to get through a season without the downside. Um, I just happened to be gnawing on that particular bone this evening. But no, it was a good season. There's, uh, you know, there, there's some good players coming through that I think are going to replace the old favourites that are going in terms of, you know, in, in the affections of the club, which is always good. Excellent. Um we will move on. We're um we're we're slightly overrunning, mm. but it is the last one of the season. Um, I think and it's our and it's our fiftieth. It's our fiftieth birthday. Yeah, it's our fiftieth. Fifty fifty shades of grey. <laughs> you just thought after fifty um, performances, we'd know how to get it in on time, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very valid point. Um, I think in terms one of one for the midwives um, there. Anyway, Karen. Oh, indeed. I think in terms of um, comings and goings and and so forth, we could we could endlessly regurgitate over transfer speculation, rumor. Diego Costa does appear to be here for thirty-two million quid, which is good news. Um, we can but ponder the, the season in Spain hasn't finished yet, has it? Um, no, it hasn't. Um, so, so they're Atletico... not going to be doing that deal till the season's over, are they? Well, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Can, can we have a quick uh, side bet on how many red cards he's going to pick up in his first season, judging by his performance the other night? Oh, well, are those the red Costa loyalty cards? <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal fans would be most jealous picking up a Costa. Um, yeah. Can I? Um, there, there is someone who has. It must be a gooner. Will I find him here? Um, I'll have to come back to it. I, just, I saw something on Twitter which made me laugh. There was, oh, yes, here he is. Wolf of Old Street trades Atletico to go and play as a lone striker in the rain for a, for a Mourinho team in front of 25,000 racist quiet fans with A4 banners. Hashtag money. <laughs> I, would tend, not, not I, would, I would tend to mark him down as a goon, I think. The fact he's got Old <laughs> Street. Oh, yes, and there's an Arsenal shirt on his... Uh, Slightly better with it. Um, But I think in in terms of the rest of the the transfer window, you know, whether we've said our final goodbye to Ashley Cole, whether Czech's operation and prolonged absence is going to force Mourinho's hand about Courtois' future, we could speculate for hours and hours and hours. We won't know anything. Let's leave that until we come back in the summer. um, Yeah, we'll have to have a goodbye, an evening of goodbyes, won't we? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good call. Um, And 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 of course, Donald would provide the music for that because surely... Um, that that would bring into play the only song you can really play, which for me would be um, the the wonderful Peter Cook and Dudley Moore signing signing out for that night. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, wouldn't it? Yes, that's the I'd, perfect I'd, song for an evening of goodbyes. I can try and practice that, and I'll have to practice. Yeah. I've got to practice the ukulele as well because someone on the uh, on the website has uh, uploaded the chords for playing. Uh, is it blue is the colour or something? I'd, I'll have to look it up oh, now. Right. He's he's yeah. uploaded the chords for it. I don't have a ukulele, but I. I I'm sure I can get hold of one from my kid's school or something. Yeah. I have a couple of stringed instruments. We could duet. Yeah, we certainly work on there's, it. There's one he's, he's, he certainly put up the ukulele chords. It was, um, oh, excellent. I'll, I'll find okay. him now and let you know before we go who it was. Um, yeah. I think w- what we'll do is we'll briefly move on and say a very big congratulations to the youth team oh, who tried the FA Youth Cup final um, last Monday after a, a I was there and it was an absolutely fantastic game of football. A spectacular second leg win over Fulham at the bridge um, last gasp wasn't it i believe it, yes very much so i mean the, the, i think they were fulham was six four up on aggregate with about 15 minutes to go um and then lost five three on the night and seven six on aggregate and um dom Solanke, i think it is got um got an absolute last gasp jobby which um sent the 13,000 or most of the 13,000 into absolute raptures so well done the kids it was most impressive to watch um 
if you like what you've heard this evening, then do uh, oh, this is this is the message I have to add for for every episode. Um, do go to www.chelseafcblog.com or iTunes where you can fill your boots in a digital sense with all other 49 episodes of our back catalogue. Mm. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a break and we're going to give the potting shed a lick of paint and frankly some of some of its inhabitants we could all do with um, a, a bit of a spruce up. Um, and we will be back at some point during the summer, I suspect within about a month or so when the World Cup's in full swing and we know a little bit more about what's happening with the comings and goings and so on and so forth. Mm. Um pondering how our, the Chelsea contingent are faring out in the World Cup um, and possibly even as, as in response to request a little bit of a, a pondering on the history of our fine football club. Yes. Um, Premier League fixtures for 2014-15 are announced in just over a month and the first game of that season will be on Saturday the 16th of August. What will happen between now and then is unwritten but we do know that whatever happens Stephen Gerrard still won't have a Premiership medal. Um, did, um, you men- and, did you mention oh, the under-21s? I didn't know. That's they're a very good point. On, I think they're in action on Thursday, aren't they? In the oh, it's Thursday. Yeah, the I think we were for a day. Premiership final thing against uh, Manchester United. Ooh, up in uh, tickets are free yeah, we, in um, Manchester. There's always there's always a of course um, uh, uh, every silver lining has its cloud. I guess, um, and so um, it's worth announcing tonight. I think you've seen, you've probably all seen the news that um, Rio Ferdinand has actually decided to quit Manchester United at the end of this season. That's yes, it now, um, gone. Um, uh, the bad news, of course, the, the actual cloud on the horizon there is, is we're more likely to see his camel ugly face on television, offering some sort of <laughs> blind stupidity in the form of punditry, which will, yeah. rival, will rival only the inanity of Jamie Redknapp's post-match Twitter wins, I should imagine, but there you go. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, it remains to me to thank everyone for listening um, mm. because the listener is at the heart of what we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't work for my company. Yeah. <laughs> I read that, read that off someone's website. Um, and oh to Mark, Donald and Tony for their continued support to this five venture and giving up an hour every now and again thank you very much gents it's been a pleasure as always can i just say it was ramon who uh, on, on the blog came up and he's it's actually the keep the blue flag flying high or oh, a christmas tree red flag whatever you like to call it and he's uploaded the uh, ukulele uh, course for that right. so we'll, we'll try and get remote. we'll try and get that together yes it'll be my chance to be a ramon that would be rather good. Um, thanks to all the, well, I say all the guests. We had we had three guests on. Uh, there will be hopefully more from them and others next season. Um, and finally, none of this would be possible without the bearded genius who pulls the levers and twiddles the knobs behind the scene. Nick, thanks for having us, mate. Much appreciated. Um, if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, do let us know www.chelseafcblog.com or get in touch via Twitter, which is at chelseablog. Um, unless anyone has any other business, make it quick because we're overrunning. No, that's it. Uh, other than ready to, we're all good. Ready to play out. <clears throat> In which case, are. gents, thank you very much and good night. Good night. Good night. And here is now Edith PF to play us out with La Vie L'Amour, the life, the love. <laughs> Thank you, Edith. The best thing about the musical interludes is just listening to Tony giggling in the background. It makes it every time. That's just off the that was just off the scale of surreal. That was. God knows, God knows who it'll be next season, but. Yeah, this was Edith. Um, this was Edith's season. Are we still oh, recording, or is that it? No, I think no. We're... I am still recording, so this <laughs> we are a little bonus. <laughs> a bit of an outtake, right? In which case, that is definitely it. Good, Good night. night. Good night. Good night.